Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I am stoked to record this podcast because, you know, it's it's going to be kind of a rapid fire episode, um, full warning, but also in other news, this is going to be actually very timely. And if you're listening to this later, it's not going to matter, but I am getting over like, just like some allergy, like funk. I don't know. I had no voice for an entire week. And so I wasn't able to record a podcast last week and me being the psycho that I am, former TV reporter, I was like, all right, Taylor, you are not recording a podcast until your voice is back. And so today we are going for it. I say this as I do not have water next to me, which looking back on that hindsight could be a good time to pause and grab that, but I'm going to go for it and I don't care. All right. So we're diving in. You guys know I don't like to waste time. So let's go for it. So like I said, there's there's going to be some kind of just rapid fire. There's not really rhyme or reason. And I, I've collected this advice from mentors, team members, colleagues, just things that I've learned and accumulated over the last three years of my business. And it's crazy to think I'm recording this in July of 2022 and my business turns three in August, which is crazy to think about that I've been out of TV news and doing my own thing for three years. I really, that's the first time I've said that out loud. So that's honestly insane. And anyway, If there's one attribute to growing a seven-figure business as quickly and efficiently as I did, it's because I never stopped learning and I never stopped putting in that effort. And so, you know, in my opinion, complacency just isn't an option. And I coach this with my clients and I, I definitely am hard on them at times. But at the end of the day, you know, when we are thinking about building a business and I'm talking about a seven figure business, because why not think about that? You know, you've got to do what people are not doing. All right. You've got to sacrifice things that others aren't sacrificing. And whatever that looks like to you is going to determine the rate at which you succeed and scale and all of that. I am somebody who is very ruthless in my pursuit. I know not everybody is like that. So again, like that's going to look different for everybody, but I'm just putting that out there. So when I go over this advice, you know, If you learn something, if you love it, let me know. I love when you guys shoot me a DM and say, hey, I listened to your podcast and this one really hit. This point really helped me break through this mindset, right? And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to sell you in my fucking DMs, all right? Like, (laughs) truly, I record these podcasts for you guys because I want to be a source of truth out there. You know, there's so many coaches in your DMs already, I'm sure. You know, I'm I'm trying to be that peer in the space that you can bounce ideas off of and really just feel comfortable talking to and asking questions to. And that's why I truly make myself as available as I do. So, yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. OK, so some of these things might pertain to you if you are a little bit newer in business and some of these might pertain as you scale. But regardless You guys know that habit forming is so, so key and critical to really scaling up to seven figures, right? So the first thing I want to say is you should attract and you should repel, okay? So your product should be so strong 
that it is so obvious and so crystal clear who you are the right fit for and who you're not, right? Like when someone comes to your Instagram or reads a sales page, they should be like, damn, that is for me. No, that is not for me, okay? Looking at your content, your vibe, all of those things. Because I know personally with mentors and coaches of that nature or even clients, right? When I'm looking at somebody's page, it is very clear to me who I want to work with and who I know that I don't think I can help and who I'm not gonna be that great of a fit for, right? So the next thing I want to say is solve a problem for your audience every single day. Every single day, solve a problem, okay? So, you know, when I first started my business, and I'll I'll go into offer creation at some point in this podcast, but, you know, I focused on one thing, and that was high ticket, private fitness coaching. That is it. There wasn't anything else. And the way that I continually sold that over and over and over again was because I continued to solve problems in different ways, right? Whether it was a show and tell method, whether it was on a podcast, whether it was a Facebook live, whether it was a live event, whether it was showcasing testimonials in a unique way, right? Bringing my clients on for an Instagram live. I mean, whatever it happens to be, but solving problems every single day because when somebody goes to sleep at night and they are thinking about losing weight, controlling Hashimoto's, fixing and repairing their hormones, I want them to think of you. And if you are not coming to mind, if you are not top of mind, there's a problem, right? When you think about scaling your business to the next level, I want to be who you think about, right? And if I'm not, then I have work to do. Make decisions like the higher version of yourself, okay? This is a very simple one, but it's something that I was not doing for the longest time. I want you to think about that next income bracket, and I don't mean like 10K months. I mean like, is it six figures, seven figures, or eight figures, right? And whatever decision the six-figure or seven-figure version of yourself will be making, I want you to do that now, right? So for example, if you're like, oh, I don't really feel like getting in my DMs tonight. Well, what would the seven figure version of you do? They would be doing it, right? Or let's say you're making 10 to 15K months, you're starting to get overwhelmed and you know you need to hire a VA or OBM, but you don't want to pay for that, right? Well, would the seven-figure version of you have an assistant? Most definitely they would, right? Because investing in that team member, that key critical team member is going to get you to those results faster, right? Same thing with like business coaches or whatever. Like I know it's challenging and hard to invest and I know we're looking at it as spend and I totally get that. I totally relate with it. I just, it was never an excuse that was valid in my head because for me, the only way to make it was to invest in whatever that was, right? So I knew the only way I was going to make it out is if I had an OBM or had a sales team or had a mentor, whatever it was. And so if you continue to play small, then we're screwed, right? And the same thing goes for just how you run your business, the automations you have, the systems. If you continue to invest, or let me let me rephrase, if you continue to have the leanest product suite, what I mean by that is, you know, this free software, this free service, this free that, I totally get how things add up, 
However, free things do not sustain long term, right? Free systems are not going to build a seven figure business. So with that being said, I want you to invest in certain things earlier on, right? Like I want you to use quality software and I want you to invest in podcast software and not record on your phone or things like that. Like there's just certain shortcuts that I want you to not take. Now, can you take them sometimes? Sure, right? Every level of your business is going to require a different level of spend and investment, okay? But, you know, something that I like to remind my clients and I'll remind and or share, I guess, if you don't know this about me, is, you know, when I was making about 30K months, that's when things started to really take off for me. And I was spending probably 50% almost of my income on team and everything else, right? However, that sounds crazy, I know, but that got me to six-figure months without spending a lot more. So 50% of my income at 30K months versus, you know, 15% of my income, right, at, at six-figure months. So again, these decisions that you make will last you a long time, and I want to make sure that you're making the right ones. The next one is take messy action, Okay. Action is better than perfection. And I notice that so many of you are just calculating, right? I was talking with someone in my DMs recently. This is honestly, if you feel targeted by this, <laughs> I say you, just know that there's like so many of you with this exact situation. So I'm probably not talking to anyone in particular, but what I notice is people tend to focus on the shiny objects and the pretty stuff. Okay. So Whenever you're building a business and going for those 10, 20, 30K months, because even though 30 might sound far away for you, whatever, like insert, insert monetary value, I still consider your business to be small if you're making like, you know, under half a million a year. Okay. With that being said, it's the, it's the gritty day-to-day tasks that really do amount to some really big changes, okay? So when I say messy action, I'm talking about pitching on your stories, getting in the DMs, putting out some free content, getting your podcast ready before you think it's ready, right? Like doing everything before you are ready because even me now, guys, like even now, when I know that I'm putting together like a workshop or a new episode or whatever, you know, I... Not, not that there is not a game plan because there is, there is a game plan, there is strategy, all of that. But is there an exact script for every single thing that I do? No, because messy action is faster and it gets results because it gets us to move. So when I say take messy action, I'm trying to get you to overcome imposter syndrome or any mindset blocks that you're having. And this idea that everything needs to be perfect before we take action is holding you back and keeping you broke, keeping you stuck. So when you, the best way to overcome that is when you just take a step forward, because when you take action towards a scary goal, you forget that it's scary. You forget that you were afraid and you start making moves. So that's what I'm trying to get moving and rolling, right? So hopefully that makes sense. 
And I think like just remembering that ultimately the results that you're seeking are always in the work you're avoiding. This is one of my favorite pieces of advice. And I will say whatever you are avoiding or not doing or refraining from is probably where you're going to find the most results. Okay. So if you're still putting off the DMS, you're still putting off building that course. If you're ready, if you're ready, asterisk, asterisk, if you're ready for that course, you're still putting off pitching on your stories. You're still putting off building out that amazing template or guide or resource. You're still putting off starting that Facebook group, whatever it is, I need you to do it. Right? So this is one that I think is kind of controversial, but I think it'll make sense when I explain it. Your team is more important than your clients. I know. I know it sounds a little aggressive, okay? Here's what I mean by that though. So my business, I have a, a pretty decent sized team, right? My team needs to be totally cared for, right? Like I need to make sure that my OBM is stoked to work on projects she's working on and feels totally happy. My VA is taken care of. My sales team is stoked to make sales. They're super happy, right? Because they are truly the glue that holds your business together. Okay. And the stronger your team, the smoother your business runs and the better you can serve your clients. So I am not able to serve my clients to the best of my ability if my team is not happy, if my team is not taken care of. I think taken care of is better than saying happy because I'm not a, I'm not trying to be a peacemaker necessarily. There's going to be things that my team does that they don't want to do. That's that's part of that's part of being a, a, a boss. That's part of implementing changes. That's part of growing pains. Whatever, right? But but what I'm saying is, generally speaking, you need to make sure that your people are totally taken care of. They need to come to work that day and and be excited to be in your business and be excited to be a part of what you're building, right? And if there's a disconnect there, a consistent disconnect over time, they're going to resent showing up and they're not going to do their best work. And that's not going to be great for your clients and you, because ultimately if your team is crumbling, like you are not going to stay afloat, right? That's, that's, you know, I see, I've worked with coaches also where their team falls apart like three times a year. You know, I've, I've, I'm very fortunate to say that I've had, you know, I've, I've made hires that weren't ideal, but you know, my OBM has been with me since, you know, she's my first hire and I'm very, very grateful to, to have her with me, just not only as a business partner, but as a friend, as a colleague, just, you know, I mean, I I couldn't have asked for a better human, right? Even aside from her skill set, just the way that we work together, you know, she has strengths that are my weaknesses and vice versa, and it just works very well together, right? And I know some people that have had like, you know, three different VAs, four different OBMs, and that seems like chaos to me, right? So be very strategic with who you hire, how you hire, and the way that you treat them, because that's going to mean everything. All right. So the next thing, this is something that my coach has said before, and I know that he did not create this, but he mentioned this on the retreat that I did with my six-figure fitness coach. And I want to kind of share it with you because I thought it was really, really helpful. So there is this three-part phrase, I guess, which is mimic, 
master and natter. Okay. Mimic master and natter. So I remember him saying that he got this from, I think somebody on shark tank, which is hilarious because I love shark tank. And if so interesting thinking about that, because y'all, I used to like binge shark tank in college. Okay. And I remember telling my stepdad sometimes he'd be like, are you watching shark tank again? I'd say, yeah, I'm watching shark tank. And he, and he'd say, it's so interesting because you know, you're a journalist. Like, it's not like you even want to like build a business. I was like, yeah, I don't want to like, what kind of business would I ever build? Like, I obviously don't want to do that. And it's just funny thinking about that because I think Shark Tank is obviously different than what kind of business we're talking about, but it's just so funny having that mindset and then hearing that. And anyway, I digress. All right. So mimic master and matter. So what I mean by that, if you think about building a seven figure business, okay. You have to mimic before you master. So I'll use my programs and my funnel as an example. So you have to mimic. So in Fitness Coach Academy, I teach you how to hit 5K months consistently in 14 weeks, if not faster, okay? With that being said, everything you're learning in there is mimicking. You are mimicking what I have done, what success looks like, and it's the foundation, okay? Yes, it does require skill set, but what I'm talking about is you are mimicking my sales process. You are mimicking my funnel. You are mimicking, right? And it, I, I don't mean this in a way that is a carbon copy. That, that's not what I'm getting at. I hope you understand the bigger picture, right? Because it's definitely not a cookie cutter, one size fits all program, but there is a certain way to build a business online, right? And there are certain things that are non-negotiables and you have to mimic how to do that, right? You have to mimic the habits that I have built and the habits that will get you to those 5K months. Now, once you have mimicked, then you learn how to master and that's where you get to the six and multi six figures, right? Mimicking or excuse me, mastering. So I'm talking about you've mastered sales, you have mastered funnels, you have mastered selling your offer, all those things, right? And then once you've built this amazing business and you've become a master, that is when you matter. That is when you have so much authority that you basically say, hi, I have an offer. And people say, okay, tell me what it is, right? So you matter. So what I notice is people try to skip everything and just matter. Well, I've been pitching and no one's buying. Okay, well, for how long? And also like, how many clients do you have? How many testimonials do you have, right? Like you're not, you're skipping, you're skipping the phases and you're going for instant gratification and there's not going to be that. And I need to make sure that if anyone tells you it's going to be me, but remove the idea of having instant gratification as you are scaling your business. Okay. This brings me to my next point. You only need, you only really need one offer to scale you to seven figures. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you two. Okay. But like, you do not need more than that. And I would not have guessed this when I was starting my business because, you know, your feed is bombarded with launches and app creation and courses and mini courses and all this bullshit. And you're thinking, oh my God, I have to create all of this to build a seven figure business. And honestly, I could literally create an entire podcast on this. I probably should note to self, but you know, when I first started out, I had one offer. It was high ticket fitness coaching. And I scaled that one singular offer to like 30 K months. Okay. The only thing I added 
was I did create a six week program that was, it wasn't a course, it was a program and it basically was a funnel into my high ticket. And so I would run that like twice a year. So if you want to count that, that's fine. I do recommend having a six to eight week something or other, like a live challenge program, whatever, that does funnel into your high ticket offer and running it around, you know, beginning of the year, Black Friday, those kinds of things to build hype and to keep your funnel moving and just to give your business some some spice, right? But I don't recommend even thinking about that until you're hitting six figures because you're still building authority. Now, that offer was only around for a very short amount of time. Like it, it wasn't a this isn't going to be like a signature offer or a course or what I'm talking about. So that's why I don't really count that. But so many of y'all are getting caught up in like building a app or building some low ticket subscription. And I know it sounds cool. I know passive income sounds cool, but the only time I will ever say you should pay your dues in business is when I'm talking about building authority because it would have been so nice y'all if day one of my business fitness coach academy was a thing and boom i was selling you know five thousand dollars sales okay and and that's just not the reality of it right so when i created fitness coach academy in 2021 right like i wasn't charging that much it was still the highest i mean i was charging 2400 that was the most i had ever charged for anything and i was totally scared to do it and I did it. And I was like, holy shit. The first time somebody paid me $2,400, I was like, oh my God, I have discovered exactly how to scale my business. Holy shit. I fucking made it. And I know that sounds silly, but you know, that offer is still around today, obviously. And it is bigger and better and amazing. And hundreds and hundreds of coaches have gone through that and have started their businesses with it. And I, I love that. And, and you know what I mean? Like six figure fitness coach is the only other offer I've created. And so between fitness coach Academy and six figure fitness coach, that is what has created a seven figure business. Yes. I have a few VIP spots. Okay. But I'm talking five a year. So that's, that's, that's not the bulk of my income. Right. So it's really those two offers that have scaled my business and created this seven figure business. What you should be working on to get yourself higher levels of income, higher levels of monthly recurring revenue is all of the other stuff that builds that traction, right? So how have I continued to make FCA stand out? I talk about it all the time. I showcase wins. I'm constantly updating the curriculum. I am constantly making it better. I am constantly refining my my content strategy. I'm constantly creating better podcast episodes and just being real with you guys, right? Because vulnerability sells, authenticity sells. And so same thing with Six Figure Fitness Coach. It's the same thing for both of them. Like there is no need for me to create any new offer for the foreseeable future because what I have now will easily get me to 5 million a year. And the fact that I'm even talking about that in a sense that's like real for me is crazy. And so that's why whenever you work with me, yes, I make moves fast, but in terms of like course creation and launching, we do that shit the right way. Okay. I'm not going to build some course and launch it in 30 days with you. Hell no, because there are no flop launches in my coaching containers. It does not happen. And if you are trying to build something that is truly a signature offer, a game changing offer, 
right? An offer that leaves your competitors shaking a little bit, it takes some time, okay? FCA took me eight months to build, all right? Eight months, that's a long time, right? So just think about that. You do not need all this other fluff. And all this other fluff is only confusing your audience. If your audience can work with you for $59 a month, why the hell would they pay you 500? It doesn't make sense and you're wasting time, okay? So yes, you will make passive income. Yes, it will happen for you, but you're gonna have to work up to that, okay? And it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen when you're making less than, you know, I mean, half a million a year, realistically, okay? So the next one, it will always feel hard until it gets easier. Think of the first time you squatted or deadlifted or I don't know, the first time you pitched on your story, right? I think about the first podcast episode I recorded, even being a TV reporter, it still wasn't something that I was, I wasn't used to, well, I mean, I was used to talking about fitness and all that stuff, but not not for others to consume, right? It was more of a passive conversation or with my friends or whatever. And so I hate when business coaches say business gets to be easy because I don't think that that is always so true. I think business is really hard. It is, it's hard. It's not easy for me, it's hard for me too. Different, there might be certain aspects of business for me that are easier than for you, or there might be certain things in my business that have gotten easier over time, right? But you know, I'll use Fitness Coach Academy as an example again. My first launch of, of FCA, I had 20 spots and I sold them and I was super stoked about it. But, you know, once it became evergreen, I was selling like 10 spots a month and that's, you know, and now it just, it varies, but, but it's, it's double digits per month. Okay. So, and I also don't really do sales calls for FCA because people know that they want in. Whereas before I was, I was booking, oh my God, y'all. 15 sales calls a month, or excuse me, a week sometimes, 15 30-minute sales calls a week for FCA. And now I'm selling the DMs without sales calls, right? And that's not, it's not a brag. It's just to show you that like in a year time, things can really, really change. It gets easier, but what did I not do? I didn't quit. I didn't get frustrated. I just kept going and trusting the process. Okay. So the next thing that's really been super helpful is automating literally everything that I can. Okay. So I could go on a huge tangent on this, but you know, it went like everything from the onboarding process to contracts, to failed payments, to just everything you can automate, automate. This is what I, I I honestly love having my OBM in six figure fitness coach because if anyone has any questions about what to automate or enhancing their client journey or whatever, she is such a godsend because that is how her brain works. It's like, what can I automate? What can I simplify? And it's just so beautiful to have somebody on your team that can do that. But the more that you scale, the more everything should be connected and simplified, right? There's so many tasks that you're probably doing manually that do not need to be manual. Um, and it's, it's crazy when you finally realize how many things can be totally simplified. Okay, this is a really important one. I've got two more guys and then we are done with this one. So having knowledge your competitors don't is how you get ahead and stay there. I cannot 
say this enough because if you like right now, if I were to ask you, who are five competitors for you in this space? If you cannot give me an answer, there is a problem. You should know exactly who your competitors are and how to stay ahead of them, right? And, you know, I remember the days when I was creating FCA. I keep using that as an example. But when I was creating FCA, because there's a there's a lot of business programs out there. You've probably taken one of them, okay? There's a million out there. And so I said, how am I going to make this different? And so I was I was looking at what my competitors were doing. And I thought at the time, well, this person isn't a competitor because they're so far ahead of me. No, they are. They were. They still are, right? And that's why it's it's crazy now to truly have skin in the game at that level that some of these people that I was saying like, oh, I'll never get to that point. And I'm at that point, right? And we are competitors. And so how have I continuously stayed ahead? I make sure that I have knowledge that they do not have by investing in mentors that are expertise that are an expertise in just various levels, right? You know, I, I don't have an influencer business coach. I, I don't have a shiny object business coach. I, I I don't. And so with that being said, like there's just so much more that I'm able to learn and delve into. You know, this kind of brings to my last point, but hiring a mentor who has a business model that you admire. Okay. And I say this, and this is this truly is not a plug for me. It really isn't. Because if you're somebody that admires like, you know, a three hour work day, I'm not your girl. One, because I think it's fucking bullshit. And I think it's a lie. Truthfully, I do. Nobody runs a seven or eight figure business and only works three hours a day. Like there's, that's just not a thing. It's, it's not, it's not a thing. If you are doing that truly, then I feel like you do not do anything with your clients. <laughs> And, and that's a problem, right? So, you know, personally, I am drawn to somebody who busts their ass a little bit, right? Obviously take vacations, like, you know, whatever. But I mean, busts their ass and really gets down to the nitty gritty of building a company, right? Like a really amazing empire, okay? And that's what I look for because... While I do work extremely hard and I still have days that are 10 to 12 hours long, I also play just as hard, right? Like I also probably travel at least once a month. Sometimes more just depends on what's going on. But, you know, you should be working hard, playing hard and having that balance and finding a mentor who has a business model that you admire, like get inside of it, right? Because that is the only way to learn from it. Getting inside of that coaching container and studying every single move that mentor is making so that you can basically learn, execute, and make it happen too. And that's not saying copy your business coach. That's not even what I'm saying. But if you wanna know how somebody built a million dollar mastermind, get in that mastermind, get the results, learn how they're doing it, make it happen. If you want to learn how somebody has built a course that's made them over a million dollars, get in that course, learn what they are doing, get access to it, right? So I hope this gave you some 
just some food for thought, some examples. I know it was kind of like a a random podcast episode today, but I'm hoping that something really resonated. And as always, guys, I am always around for whatever you need, whether it's bouncing ideas off of me or simple questions, whatever you need. That is why I'm here. DMs are always open and I'll see you guys next time. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.